Inspiration. Such a demanding thing. Or does it have to be? You can't make something if you're not consuming something. Or I create art in ordinariness. One doesn't have to look very far. Let me say a, a cosmic phenomenon. In conversations, ideas come to life. All of these things can be wellsprings of creativity. I want to be able to teach people, inspire people. That's where it all began. Somehow managed to see an opportunity where others didn't get it off the ground. People resonate with it and it's become its own thing. They told the story around it, and that's what really inspired me. There's so many possibilities. It's a very big pond, I guess. Thankful that I got like super bored not doing anything, so that made me start putting myself out there. Just be yourself. Just appreciate everything. It's all material. It's a podcast for and by creatives. My name is Aubrey, and I dare say it's all material. Let's get to the nitty gritty now, shall we? It's all material. Welcome to the show where we talk about all things creative and the other things that come with it. This podcast aims to show some love to artists and creatives all over the world. And today I'm joined by someone who's part of a group that's all about women empowerment. Nisha from Happy Girls Club. How's it going? Doing great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You're still in Bohol, right? I am. I'm still in Bohol. I'm based here now, at least for the next couple of years. Um, I work here now. But uh, I did go home over the holidays, which was really, really good. I got to hang out with the girls again and see my family. It was really refreshing. Where did you guys go? I think I saw some of your photos by the beach. Where was that? Yeah, we went to Pati. I had to bring, so I, I brought my boyfriend um, back to Davao. It's his first time there. So I just had to bring him to Mati because it's my favorite, one of my favorite beaches <laughs> In, in Mindanao, you know. So how was the travel restrictions? Like, was everything smooth when, when you went home and going back? Yeah, actually, um, going to Davao, they didn't require any documents. But coming back to Bohol, they did require for you to have a... Um, your VAX card, mm. um, also like an S-Pass. That those were the only two requirements that was needed to come back to Bohol. But going to Davao, there was no travel restrictions, no documents needed at all. It was very smooth, actually. That's nice. Yeah. So I also wanted to, to ask you more about how it all started because your group, Happy Girls Club, is just like very empowering, like especially for women who live in, in, in Davao because yeah. like I don't see any other, any page doing this for women and it's just amazing what you do for all the content that you post on social media, like about, about body positivity, about gender equality. It's just so awesome. So I just wanted, yeah, yeah I just wanted to know how, how you guys got started. So quick backstory, actually really cute story. Um, Tenchi, my sister and Eileen, um, we all went to an event at Liza's. It was called, you know, it was organized by Davao's Sad Boys Club. Mm. So uh, that night we thought about like, hey, there's a Sad Boys Club. Why don't we create like a happy girls club, mm. right? I'm the type of person that enjoys bringing people together, friend groups from different parts of my life. I like bringing them together and just making them click, you know? And, and the other girls also feel that way. They're also that, that way in some, in some way or another. So we, what we did was we celebrated Friendsgiving. It was Thanksgiving, but with friends. I think right now it's called gals giving or something, but right. But we call it Friendsgiving. It was just a gathering of like, Hey, you have, 
friends that women friends that you really enjoyed being with um, let's get them together in like a let's have a dinner and then drinks after and that's where we kind of had a lot of the other girls from the different parts of our lives join in we had dinner and we kind of got to talking when we were like we should call this the happy girls club because we were just also um, we provided a lot of like safe, uplifting, positive, empowering energy for, for women and for everyone too. It wasn't just all girls. It was for everybody. So that was yeah. kind of how this, the, the Happy Girls Club began. And we made it official um, with the uh, Valentine Hangover event that you were there. You sang for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was the, the day we officially launched the Happy Girls Club. And that's also where we put together like what is our advocacy? What values do we what do we, values do we embody what kind of message do we want to send to people right right yeah so that's where it all started and you also went home you were in Bohol already that time but then you went to the long I was yeah so cute story um I wasn't planning in going home I wasn't at all because I was just okay I'll help you guys from afar because it wasn't just it wasn't worth it to go home over the weekend knowing that I just mm. got here um, but Eileen actually surprised me with a ticket oh. home for the weekend so I was actually in Davao for about just 21 <laughs> hours just so that I could attend the event that's how that's how supportive they were and that's how they wanted all of us to be in that event together so I we surprised all the other girls they didn't know I was coming home it was such a loving it was like a great event overall that's so cool and um I was also wondering like there are some like a lot of fun parts like when when you're in in happy girls club but what do you think is like the most difficult part of the advocacy and uh, what do you girls do to deal with it right I think in any advocacy the hardest part is people who invalidate it right people who invalidate the advocacy Mm. in general Uh, people for us it's people who think that being a feminist is toxic Um, it can get triggering it really can get triggering like I get triggered a lot Um, but we have to understand that people only know what they know yes and no matter how much you try to educate someone if they're not open to learning they will never see the good in what you're trying to say in or the good in your message so what we just try to do is instead of wasting our time convincing others of our advocacy that our advocacy is important, we focus on sending the message to the audience that needs to hear it. It's it's hard because it gets triggering, but at the same time, a lot of people do hear the message that we're trying to send, and that's where we want to focus on. So yeah, um, you don't always satisfy everybody, but there are people who want to hear your message, and it's it's important yeah. that you focus on those kinds of people, right? That's right, and. I- I think like in this day and age, it's very important that we have groups like yours because like other countries, they're very open when it comes to like women empowerment, when it comes to LGBTQ. I mean, because like, when will we Uh get there? I keep thinking, when is it going to be like 20 years from now, 30 years? Come on. I'm going to already going to be a grandma by that time. And I know in this day and age, right? In this day and age, these things still happen. Like there's still um, discrimination and there's still uh, stigma we're still stigmatized yeah this day and that's age. Right. i mean come on yeah sexism like I, I i swear like the 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 double standards like i yeah. i can't what are the things about women that you think that everyone should normalize you probably guess i have a long list right <laughs> 
um so there's a lot of a lot about women that people should normalize in in happy girls club we're very very vocal about normalizing body hair right the use of contraceptives masturbation yes. um to me like personally um and and the other girls feel the same way too it's really women should people should normalize how women embrace their sexuality exactly um, women shouldn't be judged for how she expresses her sexual energy she should feel safe in her own body however she wants to portray that mm. um we don't need to fit into society's standards of beauty because i mean we know that beauty is subjective yeah. um it's a subjective concept and it has changed over plenty of years um what's important is that you stay true to who you really are um and no matter you know what people say even though it's it's not normalized you should just continue to towards the path that you're on it's really important that's right that's right growing up we're all surrounded by by people who keep on saying kababae mon tao and they're like it's like all around tradition because it's about tradition like dapat parang dalagang pilipina dapat yeah yeah you can't be too loud you can't take up space you can't you should be mahinhin or yeah. you should be no. or that or you can't like what if I want to be comfortable <laughs> like, just the simple stuff like yeah. that what do you think like a, a modern woman should do when she's faced with these things I love it I love that question um because we we live in such a conservative country right there's there's standards of or what's acceptable of how a woman should act um you know what like we just really would say yes kababae kong tao and I can and I can do whatever I want to do and then walk away because who has time for that negativity right yeah. a modern woman should be unapologetic that's right we only have one life to live and it's a shame if you try to if you're always apologetic for who you are Mm-mm. so yeah i'm a girl yes kababae kong tao but that doesn't mean shit i can do whatever i want to do exactly as meron pa iba na parang ay gwapa unta ing anilang ay Uh, okay, unta, yeah, I know. I hate it when, say, when people say like, "Aka babae mong tao," and grabe ang ang bunga ka, I'm like, so what? Yeah. Like, so what if I say these are just these are merely words, right? Yeah. <laughs> Kaya nga eh, parang ako din. Like I I feel triggered. Like actually, like somebody who tells me that I can't do something just because I'm a woman, yeah. and that's the only reason. And is there any other reason? No. Wala. I know. I mean, we we have we have proven so much about that like that we can change that right mm-hmm. um example just as an example um we have Hidalin Diaz right yes. first Filipino to ever win an Olympic gold medal and for what for weightlifting yes for weightlifting who would have thought that we would win the first first ever gold medal for Olympics for weightlifting and a woman did that a woman did that yes You know what? Fun fact, like right after the Hidalin thing, because uh-huh. I started living alone like in September or and you know yung malaking galon ng yeah, <laughs> ng tubing, tubing sa water dispenser. <laughs> like if Hidalin can do it, I can yes. too. Oh, I love that. I love how encouraged you felt after. See? Yeah. <laughs> like before di ko kadaoga to ah. And then right after the Hidalin moment, I was like, I can do it. I can do diba? it. Kadaog lagi. <laughs> Strong independent woman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the important thing about like more women representing every aspect every field yeah so that other women can stand up to and take up space and and you know just do their own thing right no you should you should totally everybody okay, any women should take up whatever 
any space that they need, any time that they need it. Yeah. And one of the things as well, you were, uh, we were talking about body positivity and being comfortable in, in your own skin. So it's something that a lot of women also struggle with. And what do you think would be like a good mindset for a girl who's going through a tough time loving her body? Like, what do you think would kind of encourage a girl who's feeling that right now? Right. Um, and, I, and I feel like a lot of social media plays a big role into that. Um, living in this modern world, um, social media is super powerful. I think it's important that women are reminded, uh, girls are reminded that not everything that you see online is true or authentic, right? We choose what we post online. Um, and the moment mm-hmm. that they see something, the thing that comes into their head is like, oh, she's so perfect. Her life is so perfect. It's, her nose is so nice. She has big boobs. She has mm-hmm. a curvy body. <laughs> I wish I was like that. I wish I was like this. But we we choose how we want to angle our photos. We, we know our best angles and we pick that yes. so that it's, it looks good, but that is not always the reality. Um, and I feel like a lot of in a lot of influencers also get more and more aware of of the power of social media and the power of what they post. That they're being more careful about it. That they're showing more realistic images, um, not just you know the picture perfect, but the actual how a day to day looks like. As an example, the expectation and reality trend. Right, you have an expectation and then the reality. Oh, yes. More and more posts like that come up, and it's great because it's showing people that what you see in social media isn't the only truth. Right. Yeah. So I love that because we we love sometimes we love and we get lost in comparing ourselves to other people oh. and comparison kills confidence. That's right. So uh, we really should, you know, just I think it's it's very healthy for somebody to just stand in front of the the mirror naked and and do their affirmations like I am beautiful, I am enough, I am worthy. I am perfect. You know, those are very, very important things to say to yourself. Like your self-talk is super important. Um, you always have to do your self-talk in a positive manner. Yeah, yeah. I think that means a lot too because it also starts with yourself. That's okay too when you need validation every now and then, right? Like we all do. We all need some sort of validation to for other people to say we're on the right path. You're okay. You're doing great, you know? And that's okay. And that's yeah. kind of where we want to be in as a group. That's the kind of supportive, you know, like older sister, like an ate. That's right. um, that people mm-hmm. can lean on, lean, lean into that, that we're always just encouraging and, and supportive. And sometimes when you do need validation, it's okay to ask for them. Um, us having a strong support system is also very, very important. And finding that um, within your circle of group it is great. Like you're blessed. Um, if not, you reach out to people that can give you that kind of validation, that can give you that kind of support and encouragement. Um, yeah, you have to also find that community. You have to find the the space if you yes. were probably create it yourself, you know, yeah, just like what exactly. you did, like you created that space for women. <laughs> so um, we also, as women, we are often shamed, like when we express our sexuality, like a while ago, you were mentioning something about like being comfortable with our sexuality, about masturbation, about feeling pleasure. Like, let's say someone is shaming a woman for being honest about her sexual needs, her sex life or or whatnot. Like, what would be a good way to kind of sort of educate people on that? 
Yeah, I, I think first first and foremost, um, even though we want to be able to be as open as possible, like there's we want to live our life as transparent as we can, right? Yes. Um, when you're being shamed for being honest about your sexual needs, your sex life, your um, how, how your sexual energy, that's probably not the right kind of group that you wanna you wanna be in, right? Mm. Um, again, very important that you have a strong support system. Um, another thing is that the feminine sexual energy is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Her connect, her connectedness to herself is something that she should never be ashamed for, or or shamed, ashamed of, or shamed for. Right? Yeah. It's sad that not everybody appreciates that. Um, I said earlier that we live in a conservative country, and a lot of older generations don't accept that women can be sexual beings. That's right. Um, we can't convince everybody to share our truths, and and honestly, we don't intend to. Our audience will always be the ones that's going through the struggles and the ones still figuring themselves out because there are people who who want to hear us uh, my advice mm-hmm. to anybody that's being shamed is to walk away definitely just walk away with your head high and continue on the beautiful path that they're in because their confidence it inspires other people um, and I'm someone who personally advocates for women pleasure um, and if somebody doesn't or isn't okay with what I'm saying that's fine because I don't share the same truth as theirs and they don't share the same truth as, as me um, so what I do is you know I just say okay I completely respect your opinion um, and if you shame me for for you know voicing out what I believe in that's on you um, what's important is that I don't change who I am just because I I don't satisfy your standards and your uh, what's acceptable to you, right? Mm-hmm. I continue on with what I'm passionate about, what, what inspires me, what I'm confident in. And in that, it also inspires other people as well. That's right. That's right. So good. Oh, by the way, um, do you have like a favorite feminist, like anybody you look up to? Yes. Um, so a couple of, uh, first is... Um, Definitely Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, so sad that she passed away, but she's uh, my personal favorite. I also shared that with the other with the other girls. Um, so yesterday I was watching a piece on her, and there was one thing that struck me the most. Um, it was when she said, uh, "Gender." It was it went something like, "Gender bias discrimination hurts men too," right? And I like yes. that. I, I really like that because. Um, when you fight for something, you don't fight for just one thing because it's it, it's a butterfly effect. It affects everything. Gotcha. Um, and that's kind of, that's the kind of energy that we want to radiate. Our advocacy isn't just for women. It isn't just for, you know, for, for the female gender, but it's for everybody who struggles, who struggles with self-healing, who struggles with self-doubt, who struggles with their confidence, who struggles yeah. with finding their place in society in trying to fit in or wanting to stand out. That's really um, what our, who our advocacy is for. And I feel like Ruth Bader Ginsburg is somebody that portrays that. She isn't a feminist in a way that it's just for women. She fights for right. what is right. And to me, like that's that to us, like that's super, super important. Yeah, exactly. I also remember I had a friend who shared this um, story about about him. Um, I also have him on this podcast, but I haven't aired this episode yet. So uh-huh. he said that he was so scared to post 
on his social media because his friends would think na he was being vulnerable and uh-huh. yung ganun. Yeah. Yung that, and because as as a guy yeah. he was perceived as he should always be you know he could control his feelings but because of that he kind of held posting for for about a week I was just really moved when he when he told me that he when he admitted that just because I'm a guy doesn't mean I can't be vulnerable and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's that's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm so happy for him. I'm so did he so did he eventually post it? Oh yeah, yeah, he did. So he so I, I was happy for him because he finally went out of that circle. I love it. I love that. Yeah. So he didn't surround himself with those people anymore. Yes, because men are allowed to be vulnerable. You know, like they don't have to always be strong and that's also why a lot of um it's sad that a lot of suicides happen you know within within the male gender because they're they're um expected to always be strong Mm. and they're not they're not supposed to they're they're, it's okay for for men to be vulnerable sometimes and it's also important that um when you encounter people saying that's also the opposite of it you're so emotional no it's okay it's okay emotions are valid emotions don't have any gender i mean come on So um, I was also curious about um, how you guys curate the content that you post on social media. They're so well thought out. I just love everything that you guys post. So <laughs> maybe you can give me like, yeah. um, maybe just a rundown of like how you process that content and how you put it out and stuff. Sure. Um, so there's actually not much of a planning really because of of how busy we all are um sometimes we just love sharing posts that empowers empowering posts that tackles the same values same issues the same advocacy that we share um and we also love how there's just no pressure on our page sometimes we're very very active um sometimes we're off for like a month um and that's mm-hmm. kind of like how our, our our friendship is too but uh when we do write our own posts um, we make sure that everybody agrees to the message that we're trying to send. Um, and if we don't agree to it, we have a conversation. We have an open conversation of how we want to send the message because we also have to be careful um, with the words that you choose. Um, when you're an empowering group, you can't, you, it's important that you don't pull another subgroup down just so that you empower the other oh, one, yeah. you know? You have exactly. to be able to uh, make sure that the post is not only empowering, it's also educational and it, it also mm-hmm. doesn't shame other other groups as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, I love that. That, that yeah. calibration happens before before posting. Yes. I love that. And uh-huh. well, more people should do that. Like think before they post. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You're right. Right. Uh, but there, there are sometimes we, um, we would have like my sister uh, and, and, and Tenchi are the ones that are creative in terms of putting together the post. And then I usually think about the captions or think about like what message we're trying to yes. send. Um, and sometimes when they ask me like niche this is like this is going to be our, our post can you write something about it i'm like i need a couple of days because <laughs> i get creative blocks too mm. so i have to like sit with it and really try to think about what message are we trying to send here like what are we trying to uh, to share to people what um things are we trying to teach people you know yeah yeah those things that's right 
also, I, I wanted to touch this topic real quick because I was watching this short documentary on Netflix about the pay gap between men and women. So there were, uh, there were studies that showed that even if a woman and a man have the same job description, have the same tasks, a woman is still paid significantly less than a man. And then when that happened, uh, they, they did more digging. So, so it all went down to the woman being a mother. Because when a woman that goes on maternity leave, it kind of pauses the whole moving up thing on, the, on her career growth. So um, it's just sad thinking about it because, because it doesn't have to be this yeah. way. Yeah. So I was just... Um, wondering uh, what your thoughts are on that. Right. Um, although it has definitely, the situation has improved compared to like 1980s, right? Where it really yes. was a huge pay gap. There was really a huge pay gap between mm. men and women in the 1980s. Um, right now, um, I believe, I, I looked at it, I looked it up also, like just trying to, was, I was curious too, to know like, what is it now? Um, they said that mm. they're paid like 93 cents 90, women are paid 93 cents um, per one dollar a dollar that a man gets paid yeah. um, mm-hmm. compared to the 1980s where it was like 33 cents less My you know gosh. Uh, and I know that it's still an ongoing issue so one thing that I like about Ruth Bader Ginsburg is she fought for that mm-hmm. she really fought for that when she was um, in the seat in justice um, and, and that was great right yeah. but what about right now? I know that it's still an ongoing issue in the Philippines. We don't even know what kind of industries are still there's are still uh, paying a difference between men and women. Although I want to highlight something positive, which is I feel like in the BPO industry, mm. um, that is no longer in place or that's no longer an ongoing issue. Nice. Uh, as somebody that's a hiring manager myself, um, I have seen that, you know, the pay that we offer people isn't based on their educational attainment, isn't based on their gender. It's really based on the experience that you have, what you're able to offer. Um, and it, it's not different between men and women anymore. Um, but the fight is still ongoing and it's important that you voice it out, not in the platforms that won't be able to help you out, but in the platforms that will be able to help you out, right? right. So um, if you see that, if you if you feel that there are uh, pay gaps, you shouldn't be afraid to question it, especially um, if it's something that's obvious. You should definitely question it. There are organizations that can help you out in fighting for, for that, and you should definitely go, definitely go for it. That's right. Um, There was also this country, I forgot what country it was, but I think it was in Europe, that their mm-hmm. men also had the same duration of paternity leave as women. <laughs> so, because they didn't want to, to make women feel like they were the, only one. the the only yeah. Yeah. caregivers of the of the household like because like people uh, women are expected to be like the caregivers because they're yes. the ones giving birth and taking care of the kids so uh, they wanted it to be kind of fair that's why they it's a shared responsibility <laughs> yes that's right, right? Yeah. it's a shared responsibility sad thing is in the philippines women can get up to i believe 60 days mm. 60 90 days of maternity leave whereas uh fathers can only get seven days oh god 
right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how it is in, in, some, in the Philippines, which is sad. And it's something that we truly should fight for. Um, yes. But yeah, it's super sad. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody who can do something and is listening right now, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's fight for this. It's not just fighting for what women, you know, women equality, but also fighting for what benefits men can get, like to help out in any way that they can and help out in the household because again like what you said um women are expected to be the caregivers whereas men um they're praised you know that just as that they're praised for taking care of their children whereas it's a shared responsibility just as um chores are a shared exactly. responsibility right errands are a shared responsibility if you live in one household it's a shared responsibility right and now i remember that saying again uh, ay maruno ka magluto pwede ka na mag-asawa what the fuck is that yeah <laughs> Like it's a life skill that everybody should have, whether you're married or not. If you want to eat, you have to learn how to cook. Exactly, exactly. So what do you what would you have me do? Like hunt for some some animal there in the forest right. and then <laughs> like, oh my god, like uh. I know, right? I mean, these are small things, but really, like they can get triggering. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, what would be like a piece of advice that you want to give a woman who's kind of like afraid to do something or not to do something? What would she have to to tell herself so that uh, so that she can overcome that fear that that she can't do something because she's a girl? Right. I love it. Um, I I don't want to word. I I don't like using the word just. Right. It's not that. It is. It is. Like this, this is the most important thing. It is because you're a woman yes. that you're able to do anything you set your mind to. Yes, that's right. right. That's super important. Mm-hmm. Never try to, um, never try to put yourself in a smaller box just because it's what it's what society expects of you. Right. Um, and, and we talked about you know taking up space earlier, and and because you're a woman, you're allowed to take up as much space as you need to you can you're allowed to be as loud as you need to and there are no restrictions or anything that that hinders you from doing that so mm-hmm. if you if you're somebody that's afraid of doing something just because you're a woman know that a lot of women are are with you are on your side um are right there for you to help you overcome that fear because um as women we are strong individually but we're stronger as a group that's right that's right we're we're stronger when we're together and we're yeah we when we encourage each other to move uh, yeah. to move further and where do you see happy girls club let's say five years or 10 years from now like do you have like any plans for h uh, for hgc in the future uh, definitely. So five or 10 years from now, I do feel like HGC will still be there. We're hoping to build a bigger community, um, whether it's in Davao or anywhere else. Um, supporting, We're still going to be supporting each other, celebrating each other's wins. Of course, posting beach photos yes. <laughs> for sure. Um, but we do plan in continuing our, our, our vocacy no matter how long it takes because um, the fight is never going to end. Um, and also not just the fight in general, but 
Um, we want to always be there for growing girls, um, questioning, you know, questioning themselves where they fit in society and, and whatnot. Um, and we want to be able to be that encouraging older sister, that encouraging ate, that supporting ate that will be there for them. Um, given that it's a bigger group now, um, there's a lot more people that we can reach. And that's really what we're aiming mm, for. That's awesome. So when is your next event? Okay, um, we were just talking about this because, you know, that there's a, a lot a lot. Less restrictions in Davao now. I, I believe there are things going on, yes. right? So we're actually planning and putting together a gig. I'm actually super excited for that. I said, let's just let's talk about it. Let's plan it out because I'm coming home and, and my boyfriend is a musician as well. And I want him to also be in that space. I hope that you guys can jam out. You know, that would be so, so cool. I know, right? Uh, I'd also love him to join the podcast. That would be great too. Yeah. I just absolutely. talk about his creative process. Yeah, oh my god, I can't wait for you to come home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Can't wait. I can't wait. If we do do have an event, definitely expect an invite. You're one of our regulars. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, um, can you invite people to follow you guys on your socials? Yes, absolutely. Um, please look us up in uh, Facebook, Happy Girls Club. Also in Instagram, I believe it's happygirlsclub.davao. Awesome, awesome. Thanks so much, Nisha. And thank you yeah. so much for your time tonight. Thanks for I- having us. I appreciate all of the stuff that you've shared. I mean, I hope that this conversation will light a fire and will open some eyes, Great. you know? like for the people listening and um, I hope that they can also learn a thing or two about how it is to to be a woman and thrive to be a woman and take space just so they know that your group exists so that other women are there to support each other to support them and I'm just so happy that you guys exist (laughs) I'm just really 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 thankful for 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 everything that you've shared thank you so much for joining thank you thank you so much for having us this is Aubrey and you're listening to it's all material new episode every Thursday at 7 p.m.